Welcome into the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. Overtime coming at you for the next two hours right here on Fan Run Radio. Jake Miller, Davis Rangi, producer Matthew, Bryson, going to be breaking down Tennessee versus LSU tomorrow down at Pistol Pete. Guys, I don't know what the line is yet on this game. I assumed yesterday it'd be around four and a half. I think, Bryson, you said it would probably be anywhere from five and a half to seven and a half. And I saw something where someone had put out a line of 11 and a half. And if that's the case, I don't know how I feel about that. There's absolutely no way we should be favored by 11 points on the road. No, not in the SEC the, or in uh, college basketball, period. The matchup predictor has Tennessee at uh, 90.6%. And LSU yep. is at nine point four percent on the BPI. Yeah, yeah, yeah FPI, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. F- FPI. Yeah, BPI. But I don't, I don't trust that. I mean, LSU's a. I mean, they're. Let's see. They've lost one, two, three, four. They lost five in a row. So that's not uh, great. But last time I watched them was against Arkansas at home, and Arkansas was number nine at the time. And you know they look pretty solid. This is the uh, Matt McMahon's first year there. Previous coach of Murray State, so uh, sooner or later he's going to have him rolling. I'm, he's pretty much rolling with the skeleton crew right now as his roster. But uh, I mean, he's a good coach, man. It, it wouldn't surprise me for us to be in a dogfight tomorrow. Well, and you have to think too. He had to piece that program together after what happened last year with Will Wade. They lost all the recruits. Essentially, what did they end up having in the transfer portal or get released? Total thirteen well, of the guys. Th- yeah, thirteen or fourteen. I it was them. fourteen. It yeah. might have been fourteen. Only one that stayed. Yeah. 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 So I mean. They basically had to piece together a program. I mean, they might have even had signs up on the school, you know, rec center saying, if you want to try out for the LSU men's basketball team, feel free to try out. But um, in that case, I mean, they were better off just going to the rec on 2K and be like, hey, you want to come to LSU? What's your GPA? How many years of eligibility you got left? I'll say this. They have two people that uh, average more than 10 points per game. So they're in double figures. They have – uh, they have, I think, K.J. Williams, who averages 17.9 points per game and almost a, seven rebounds a game. He's a forward. Adam Adam Miller is their primary guard, yeah. averages 12.3 per game, uh, 35% from the field, 32 from three. He's uh, very streaky. So, played with, uh, what's his name? Who am I thinking of? Oh, Kofi Cockburn over there at uh, Illinois. Oh, yeah, He's, he did. Uh, yeah. transfer so he's a good player i mean they've got just it's like jake said they basically just pieced together a roster basically found anyone they could from the portal high school um it's pretty much a makeshift roster but you know it's uh i think it's the best he could do in such a short notice i mean well, well and i'll be honest guys i mean i've not paid too much attention to lsu basketball this year i've not really had a reason to i mean they're not they're not that good they're in a rebuilding phase you know they gotta build this program for the future and, you know, the only thing that I've seen related to LSU basketball is apparently a new jersey that got dropped yesterday. Have you all seen this? I have not. I have not, not either, no. So it's a white top, and it's got, like, the classic script, uh, Louisiana, the wow. numbers, and then state at the bottom. And, I mean, I thought it looked really good. So Sounds clean. I'm looking at the picture right now. I mean, I, I mean I'm looking at the last five games. I mean – this uh, I mean, this Adam Miller guy. He went from sh- he, the Kentucky game. He shot thirty three percent. Texas A and M. He shot fifty. 
against Florida, he shot 16.7%. Ooh. Shot 40% against Alabama when they lost by 40, and then 18% against Auburn. So, I mean, as Davis said, he's very streaky, so you don't know if you're going to get the guy that's going to shoot 50% or less than 20%. I mean, and that's the bad thing, because you don't know what you're going to get out of that crew. You know, Tennessee could roll down there tomorrow, and we could be playing our best game, and they could be playing their worst, or we could be right there in the middle with each other. Or it could be one of those deals where LSU plays their best game, and we play our worst. You never know. I mean, that's what's so that's what's so aggravating about this Tennessee basketball team is the inconsistency on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, the defense is going to be consistent. We've seen that. You know, they're going to hold their opponent and stay in probably the top five in scoring defense in the nation, which Grand Mississippi State was also in that top five category the other night. But as far as the offensive side of the ball goes, we really don't know what we're going to get from game to game. We don't know if we're going to come out and score 80, 90, and we don't know if we're going to come out and score – in the 50s or even in the 40s. Like, that's pretty much the mindset that I've got, and it's not going to change until I see some cons- consistent offense. Yeah, I agree. These, uh, look at the jerseys for LSU. These are, uh, I like them. They're different. Uh, that's one way to put them. They're different for sure. But, no, like Jake said about the offense, I mean, very, very inconsistent. But, you know, it's, it's better to have these type of games now in January, mid-January, than it would be in the middle of March. Um, I think we're all just kind of as a fan base, and I think all three of us can agree on this, all four, whatever, you know what I mean. But um, we can all agree that we're just expecting a little downturn in March. We're going to have one of those games where we're shooting 14.2% from three. But, I mean, you look at it, we're probably going to be without Viscovi tomorrow. I don't know if that's official yet, but I would assume so. Um, but now it gives you a chance to go through different lineups. You can experiment with different lineups. So when March comes, you know, there's not a lineup you haven't played with yet. So if you have to throw throw a wrinkle in there and take Viscovi out for some reason, you've got a huge mismatch or uh, Ziegler's not playing or something. Like you, you've experienced it already, you know what I mean? So you have, you've been through some uh, different lineups here and there. And um, so nothing should come as a shock to you once it comes down to crunch time. Right, I appreciate y'all picking up a little bit of the slack as far as it's talking day. I hurt myself earlier. When having lunch, did you throw up? No, the cheesy gordita crunch wasn't no joke, man. It was so good, and my jaw just like kept closing in, and I bit the hell out of my jaw. I mean, I, I agree with Davis my when guns. talking about like the different lineups and everything. I mean, my inner cheek. Ziegler, Ziegler cannot play forty minutes a game. So I mean, if you have to put, I, I think you're gonna have to put B.J. Edwards in at some point. Yeah, but he's like, you know, Bond's not gonna do that. I'm saying if you have to put Josiah Jones, Josiah Jordan James at the point and just have a huge lineup with him, Key, Jordan Phillips, uh, Olivier, and Euros, and you just have to play that for like five to eight minutes a game from now on, you, since you know, y'all gonna see me get really upset tomorrow. You, I mean, you're not gonna, you're not gonna run off on anybody without lineup, but I mean, you can't get blown out. It can't be like minus 15 with that lineup and it has to be around zero or really really low in the minus like minus two minus four because you can't go especially the deeper you go in the season and especially march you can't have these scoring drops like we've had every game it seems like this year five minutes four minutes like that, that, that's going to absolutely destroy you in march well and the thing that aggravates everybody is the fact you look at kentucky you look at that game and you start out the game you're up eight to nothing it looked like nothing was going to stop you it looked like you were about to absolutely roll them. And then you don't score for five minutes. You get a few more points on the board, and then you go on another scoring drought. And that's the problem. And doing the platoon-style rotation that he did, not really platoon-style, but immediately bringing in three new guys 
when you're up 8-0. No, you leave those five guys on the floor. Let them keep doing what they're doing. They're obviously in a rhythm. They're obviously in a flow. They're doing things right. You keep them on the floor. Let them continue to do what they do until it stops. Let's go to the Big Orange Phillies phone lines. Phil is first. What do you say, Philly? Mike, sorry, Jack Snake. Hey! How you and the boys doing? Doing pretty good. Trying to get a feel for this game tomorrow, Phil. I don't really have one. Well, I know one thing. I was on hold about two or three minutes, and my last show was on hold about 15 or 20. I mean, the hell's going on? Well, Phil, I mean, that's the thing is when your caller's first and you run a real radio show, you want to make sure that your listeners and your callers are very well taken care of. So, I mean, I like to yeah. think that we're a real radio show that's callers first, and I like to make sure y'all are taken care of. Then you hear W saying that the Oilers are America's team. I see more funny, you know. Phil, they didn't even make the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're still the Oilers. They won anything. I mean, that's the thing. They haven't won anything. I don't think they are going to win anything in the near future. They're basically in rebuild mode right now. They just hired a new GM, and that got announced. And, I mean, the thing is it doesn't really move the needle for me. I mean, people are wondering, oh, I wonder what the Titans fans in Nashville think. I mean, here's the thing, Phil. When I was down in Nashville, I didn't see a lot of Titans fans. I saw a bunch of hippies that were spending too much money. Was that when you and Tom Brady went down there? Yeah, that's the time where he snored for two nights straight and wouldn't let me sleep. Had those bad hotel pillows. Phil, it was... It was bad. Well, I, I heard enough of Tom Brady in the mornings, you know. Uh, I quit listening. I can't deal with it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Are y'all right, though, about the, the ball game tomorrow? Uh, uh, well, we, that Kentucky game, they should have let the starters in there longer. And I mean, right now, Mayshack is a liability on the floor right now. That he is. I mean... You know, one of the big things about him that everyone rants and raves about is his defense, but what is he doing on the offensive side of the ball that's benefiting the team? He's not really doing much. I can't make a layup. I mean, it's pretty pitiful right now. Well, and he's not dishing the ball around either. He's not finding guys for open shots. I mean, that's the thing. If you're going to be a one or a two guard, you have to be able to move the ball around, find that open man, you know, find the gaps if they're in, the, in a zone. With what rarity you see a zone in college basketball today, and he just can't do that. Well, I'll tell you what, these next two games aren't going to be easy, whatever I think. So, I mean, he, uh, historically, LSU gives us problems in uh, Baton Rouge. And then Georgia's athletic team, and uh, an athletic team probably can give Tennessee some problems here in Knoxville. They really could. And, I mean, that's another streak that was very weird was the fact that Tennessee would go down to Stegman Coliseum, and we didn't win there for, I think, 12 years. Because the last time we had won up until last year was the Brian Williams tip-in when he was here. Yeah. I don't know, guys. Uh, and you got Texas and what, next Saturday? Mm-hmm. Yeah, next Saturday. What, what time is that game going to be next Saturday? Get that in front of you? It's uh, 5 o'clock, so it's 6 o'clock Eastern. Hmm. Well, you'll probably get a lot of people watch that. Yeah, Maybe, we'll be. You know what? Prime as as, time ESPN, Phil. As long as we don't have a guy slip and fall on a fast break this year. We're ripping Triple J again. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I like Triple J, but he just, you know, he's just, when it comes to nut cutting time, he can't deliver. No, he cannot. I mean, that's that's the thing is, Phil, if you were in a tight game, tie ball game, 20 seconds on the clock, who do you want to have the ball? Well, what they're playing now, I probably – I don't want the ball to discover his hands, but I'd say that for him to shoot the shot, though. 
I was going to say either him or Julian Phillips if he plays like he did the other night. Well, even though, uh, Triple Z might be able to throw up a something. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I was going to say it's Eagler. It's mine. But uh, the uh, football team, guys, uh, do y'all think that the, the defense will be improved next year? Well, it's kind of impressive with the way that we've been able to go out and get these guys out of the portal. You've got two guys from BYU, and one of them was a really good defensive back. So I'm really excited to see that. I think we talked about that yesterday, how he could probably be better than everything that we've got over here right now. So The, the, the new defensive back, um, Gabe Judy, he was on the drive yesterday, and he was all complimentary of Willie Martinez. But that's the weakest part of our entire defense is a secondary. I, I would have been okay with just letting Willie Martinez go, but – I mean, he acts like he's going to get him to the NFL, so I don't know. I guess we'll see. I guess it's a guy saying Ray Barnes is a good coach. You know what? Oh, Lord have mercy. You know I'd take Will Wade in a heartbeat. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm starting already uh, beating that drum. I mean, hopefully he don't get no show calls, so he'll be available here in a couple of years. You know what? <laughs> That's what I'm saying, Phil. I mean, and it's not that we, we aren't appreciative of a good regular season, but you know, Phil, our good regular season only does so much for you. People don't yeah. remember the regular season. People remember what you do in March. You know, people don't remember those first and second rounds. People remember the Final Four. People remember the National Championship game. And I want to get yeah. there. Yeah. Well, I enjoyed y'all's little political uh, spin last night. And then uh, Winchester called in and started talking sports again. It was good to hear Winchester. Uh, I think Winchester's the most underappreciated Kyle Knoxville. I mean, that's uh, that could actually be true because he does bring a lot of substance. He does start a lot of conversations, and people bash him for it. But at the same time, he creates content just off of his call without intentionally creating content. Well, you're right about the substance, though. I wonder what kind of substance he's drinking, you know? Oh, I can guarantee it's probably involving some beer, some vodka, whiskey, Tequila, more whiskey, more vodka, more tequila, and more beer. Well, I'm drinking beer right now, and here Jake the Snake and the crew. It's it's beautiful. It's a lot better than three o'clock show. Got to take a shot at the drive on the way out. That is just what Phil does. Stay with us. Overtime continues. More Fan Run Radio on the way. Back here on Overtime Fan Run Radio. There we go. We finally got it. It is time to make our picks. Who is going to score 20-plus tonight in the NBA? How did we do last night, boys? Did we do well? Um, hold on. Sorry, I had my mic on mute. Um, Who picked Kyrie Irving last night is what I want to know. I did. And did. Did y'all pick Siakam, too? Yeah. He went under. Yeah, I saw Siakam. He's what a bum that guy is. <laughs> <laughs> Tatum, of course, came in clutch, MVP of the league, 34 19 last night. Um, let's see. Maxi for y'all went under. Dame went over. I think. Yeah, I believe we both went 4 and 1 then. Thought y'all had Siakam as well as Kyrie. Oh, sorry. 
No, it was, yeah, Siakam. Siakam and Simons went under, so we went three and two. Y'all went. Tatum had 20-plus. Dame had 20-plus. No, I'm, I'm all screwed up right now, man. We went four and one. Y'all went three and two. Who, who did they have last night? Tatum, Dame, Simons, Maxi, and Harden. Okay, so we went three and two. Yeah. No, actually, you went two and three. Harden had 16, excuse me. Damn it. Gosh, I thought we won. I was feeling good about that, too. Yeah, I was, too. And Y'all get mopped every day, buddy. All right. That's <laughs> how it goes. Mm-mm, mm-mm, yep. All righty. Since you all won, we'll let y'all have first pick. Oh, Bain, 20-plus. Desmond Bain, 20-plus? Yep. All righty. We're going to go jaw 20-plus. Nice. Um, is the second best player ever playing tonight, LeBron James? Questionable. Yes, he is playing, Catlin. Give me LeBron, 20-plus. Give me Kyrie for 20-plus. Oh, sorry, it's my pick. Um, Give me... Give me Darius Garland, 20-plus. All right, give me Luka, 20-plus. I knew you were going to go there. Mm-hmm. Uh... Give me Lloyd Morgan in 20 plus. That's an easy one. Darren Fox, 20 plus. Fox, 20 plus. Um, let's see. We've got one more. I think KD is playing tonight. No, he's not, Chomp. Not sure. <laughs> um, I'm going to go. Ooh, this is tough. This is tough. This is tough. So many options, but I don't want to go with the bum here. Um, I really want to go hero, but I'm not going with him because it's his birthday. Who knows? He's probably out partying last night. Um, I'm going to go. Jokic is playing, I assume. Hamstring, questionable. He's probably playing. Going to Jokic 20 plus. All right, and with our final pick, has anyone picked Steph yet? No. I don't. I don't think he's playing. He's tonight not playing. Tonight. The line is like eleven points. Yeah, the Warriors have like eight people out. Is Jordan yeah. Poole playing? Yes. He, give me Jordan. Poole. He's out. Poole is. Yeah, Poole is playing. Yeah, right, Poole's give, playing. Give me Poole twenty plus. Yeah. So we'll take that and we'll run with it. Some other interesting bets that you can make, given on the data I'm about to give you. Tim Hardaway Jr. in his last ten has only hit one of his assists. His line tonight is one and a half. C.J. McCollum on assists, six and a half. He has hit one out of the last ten. John Morant rebounds, five and a half. One out of the last ten. Assists, eight and a half. Two out of the last ten. LeBron James, threes made, two and a half. Two out of his last ten. Let's move to some positives here. All right, Steven Adams, points, eight and a half. He is eight out of his last ten of hitting that. Laurie Markkinen, which was one of your all's picks to score 20-plus. His line tonight is 26 and a half. He's at eight out of the last ten. Caleb Martin, assist. Is it .5 tonight? He's hit eight out of the last ten. Mike Conley, assist. Six and a half. Eight out of his last ten. So take that for what it's worth. Hmm. I'll make a five also, letter. Also, uh, probably whatever rebounding prop Steven Adams has tonight is probably a fair bet considering they have Thomas Bryant matched up with him. There's a weird Oh, he's going to get at least 
12 rebounds. There's tonight. a weird line tonight for the Pelicans Magic game. What Orlando was minus one. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, really? Pelicans on a bit of a skid right now, but yeah. I would still take them to cover. Or Magic are favored, Callum. Yeah, no, Magic are minus one. Oh, because earlier I looked, Pelicans were favored. Yeah, I mean, they're favored on the matchup predictor, but the line is Magic minus one. So I don't know. I would, I would obviously take Pelicans to still cover that, but that's a weird line to me. All right, Bryce, yeah. I'm going to give you a parlay to make here, buddy. All right. All right. Banchero points 21.5, take the under. Okay. You already lost. <laughs> <laughs> Zubak rebounds 10.5, take the under. Lost again. All right. Buddy Hield, 17.5 is his line on points. Take the over. Okay. Markel Fultz, 5.5. Assist, take the over. And Desmond Bain, two and a half threes, over. All right, I'll get those odds to you. See. Interesting uh, storyline about Bain tonight. So, you know, right. he's had a toe injury. He's been dealing with all year. He sat out for about a month, maybe longer, a month and a half over it. And um, they've now given him new shoes. Um, they're making them wear the LeBrons because they're wider and they apparently give them more support and they feel like an insole in them. Anyway, so since they're playing LeBron tonight, he does not want to wear those shoes. So I don't know if that's going to affect him, but uh, he's been hoping recently in the LeBrons. You know, I, I just think the LeBrons give everyone a little bit of power. Why don't we get him some New Balance? <laughs> hey man, just I think he would rather die than wear those. Yeah. No, I, I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna talk about the storyline that happened last year. When we put him in L.A. I was in attendance, man. Speaking man. of NBA players and their feet, did you all see the picture of James Harden's toes? Yes. Oh gosh. No, oh I don't man. See that, I don't want to see it. I'm thinking. Really I'm, I'm thanking God that I didn't see that. So it's a normal foot, right? It's him in the locker room with who was in the locker room with him? Rachel Nichols. One, yeah. one of the, yeah, yeah. One. yeah. So, you look at his feet. It's a normal foot, and then it gets to his toes, and they are all been out of shape, man. <laughs> hey, well, that's how it is, man. I've I've got a interesting pivot for y'all off of this, what off of got? James Harden's feet. Um, what's your pivot? What's your step back? At, no, no, no. It's it's a baseball versus basketball topic for okay. Tennessee. Um, at into the checker tweets baseball season has become more fun than basketball season change my mind what are, what are y'all thoughts on that well i saw where this originated from can i backtrack for a second yeah so one another twitter user put out would you rather have a run to the final four in basketball or win and, and lose in the final four or win the college world series and the fan base was fairly split it was like a 60 40 and i believe baseball won but that's where that that poll originated from, and it's actually it was two days ago, and people were still raving about it. So, so here's my take on this, and you know, no disrespect to anybody, but on this show we're pretty basketball heavy. Like everyone on this show has either played or been involved in basketball at a high level, to a degree. When it comes to baseball, the majority of fans from Tennessee that are watching the baseball team did not give this team any thought five years ago. Matter of fact, you couldn't give tickets away to a Tennessee baseball game five years ago. 
I think Sean Fincham and Heidi Free might have probably been the only two people in attendance for a lot of those games. And then, of course, the players' parents. They might have been there as well. But here's the thing. We got good. We got a rock star coach. We got rock star players. They're fun to watch because of their antics. They're great baseball players. That's why we have a lot of people going to Major League Baseball is because of our coach and the bravado that he brings to the baseball team. However, it's not there historically for baseball, kind of like it is basketball. Because with basketball, it's got more of a history at Tennessee. It's not a great history, but it's at least something. Granted, the college, or the baseball team has made it to the College World Series before Tony Vitello got here, but all in all, you got to go with your revenue sport. Yep. you got to go with basketball. What's going to bring the school yeah. the most money? Because you've got a lot of people that are on board for basketball that do not give a damn about baseball. Yeah, I was I – was, I, I don't know. I guess I could be considered one of those people. I still, like – I'm not even going to sit here and lie to y'all. Never even until up about last year or two years ago, excuse me, I'd never watched a single Tennessee baseball game. And I was like just had zero interest in it. And like Jake said, I mean, football and basketball are your big two. That's that's at almost every single school around the country. That's what brings in your revenue. That's what gets the most seats, butts into seats. That's what brings in the most money. Um, but yeah, I mean, going back to Bryson's hypothetical, would you rather win the College World Series or Final Four? Final Four. I'd rather win a Final Four. Yeah, I'd rather win a Final Four as well. I think that 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 brings a lot more attention and gives you more respect around the country than a World Series. I mean, I mean Ole Miss won the World Series last year and. I can give two craps. I don't think anyone else cares either, really. Well, and something else to think about here, too, is, you know, with baseball, it showed how casual the Tennessee fans were last year when we lost to Tennessee Tech at Smokey's Park. Oh, are we using wooden bats? Yeah, the wooden bat game. game. And the thing is, like, that stuff happens in baseball. Right. Yeah. You're not going to go undefeated in baseball. That is – it's almost impossible. Like, that's more rare than going undefeated in basketball, which everybody knows how hard that is to do. Kentucky figured that out when they went 38-1. and one. Mm-hmm. Lost to Frank Kaminsky. Yeah. Yep. Yes, they did. I'll probably be the odd man out here, but I'm going to be honest. I'd take the baseball national championship. Part of me really wants to hang a national championship banner while I'm in school, but I think I was more heartbroken last year when we lost to Notre Dame in the Supers than – uh, and no, I, I was not, man. I, I'll be honest with you. I watched that game. Uh, I didn't really care if we won or lost. I'm oh, that is the uh, that is the series where I accused Notre Dame of doctoring baseballs because yeah. they had sunscreen in the dugout, which is an illegal substance in Major League Baseball. Like, like I was just saying, like I, when it comes to baseball, the whole we lost to Notre Dame, I, it didn't ruin my day. I just was at the beach. Uh, we lost. Okay, get back to the beach. I wonder if we could put Pontar on a quarterback's hands. Probably not. Probably Joe Milton's hands. That probably helped the overthrows, honestly. (laughs) Because I did it as an experiment last year. Like, how much more grip can I get on a baseball? Because everyone knows, like... Doesn't it give you more control of a baseball? Gives you more RPMs. Yeah. So, and the big thing with pine tar in baseball is it's not like, you know, we play t-ball in Little League growing up, and there's a little (laughs) bit of cushion to the ball. It gives you a little bit more of a chance to grip the ball. The balls that they're using in college and Major League Baseball, they're slick. Like, 
very, very slick. It's almost like holding a just a piece of marble that's ready to slip out of your hands. And anything you can use to make that better, you know, you just do it. That's why there was such a big deal about spider tack being used by Garrett Cole is because it was actually the reason he was doing well. And that's why he was so nervous about not being able to use it anymore. And that's why they had basically started doing the strip searches. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, I remember that, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I was more upset when we lost to Michigan. One, because it was just Michigan in general, and I'm not really a big fan of Michigan and any of the sports they play. But basketball just, I don't know, basketball is just more exciting for me, I would say. I mean, when we, when we were beating people 27-1 to 1 in college ba- baseball, I mean, yeah, it's cool to look at it. 50 to 1. Who, 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 At some who, point, that game just gets boring. Yeah, Elon, we beat like 45 to 2 or whatever it was. In the series, yeah. Yeah, I we, mean. What, didn't we beat Mississippi State like 27 to 2? Yeah, 27 yeah. like 1 or something. like. At, at some point in that game, it just becomes boring to watch that happen over and over again. So, I don't know. I, I'd probably go with the Final Four because, one, even though it gives you more national media availability and it also gives you more potential to get people in here, but we know how we feel about five-star talent come here. Um, I don't know. I just follow four would be better than a World Series to me. It's, it's also something we've never been to before. We've been to the World Series. I mean, we didn't win a single game there two years ago, but we've been at least. We've not even sniffed a Final Four yet. Well, I mean, we've been to the World Series before that. I mean, yeah. the thing is, like, we've never been to a Final Four. No. I mean, to never. say to say that you were one of the four best teams in the country that you out even of the though, 365 that there are. Yeah, even though sometimes it's not the four best teams that get there, but you could say you were one of the four teams that got to the Final Four. You were one of the four remaining teams. Yes, out of 363 teams there are. Yeah. Jake, you know who I, uh, this is off topic, but you know I thought about today for a replacement for Rick Barnes in who a few years? Who? Greg Marshall. Hmm. Who? Wichita State coach. He got fired like two years ago for saying that he was like quote unquote abusing players, but he's pretty much been off the grid since then. And I don't know what his whole situation is, but he is. uh, So was he he actually abusing players, or like I I never read the full story on that? Was he actually abusing players? So it says. Did he do what DJ Durkin did? Internal investigation on October 9, 2020, after several several abuse allegations from both staff and players went public, blah, 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 including uh, allegedly punching a player during a practice as well as choking assistant during the 2016-17 season. Um, on October 13th, Marshall wrote, in response to these quote-unquote allegations before the media, I simply state unequivocally that I've never struck anyone or anybody especially a player or a colleague allegations claiming otherwise are false and so uh, i don't know but i think he would be good i don't know if tennessee would ever take a risk like that but i think if he ever got a shot again he would kill it it's funny you mentioned that davis because i i was watching the clemson weight game i don't remember if it was last week or earlier this week but i thought i thought the same thing about steve forbes at wake just because he was an etsu guy uh, well, he was on staff with Bruce Pearl. He was well. on staff, yeah, and yeah. he's fourteen and five. Had a good win at Duke, and then beat top twenty Clemson by double digits. I think. So I, I don't know. I, th- I could see him also. Well, yeah. his name's yeah. been floated around for a while. Yeah. Gre- Greg Marshall went to a Final Four at Wichita State. He went. It said this is what from 2011 on. 2011 first round. 2012 Final Four. 2013 round of 32. 2014 Sweet 16. 
32-32-64 fired. Um, but, I mean, it's to get to a Final Four at Wichita State versus a Final Four at University of Tennessee, that's uh, quite a bit of difference. Is um is that the is what is that the Wichita State team that had uh Ron Baker on it? Yeah, Rod yeah. Fred. I mean Ron Baker, Fred VanVleet. Van yeah, that team. Uh, yeah, a lot of NBA guys that came out of that team. I mean the only notable one was probably Van Fleet, but like they all, I think most of them got drafted. Or there's another one too. I'm missing. It's he played for a while. I think he's out of the league now, but he played for like yeah four or five years maybe. But. Yeah, that just that just randomly popped in my head because Memphis played Wichita State last night. And ever since Greg Marshall got fired, they've been uh pretty bad. They win. They beat Memphis last night. No, they lost. I guess hmm. I guess I got Kendrick Davis. I guess that's their savior, Katie, and twenty-eight-year-old uh, DeAndre Williams. Yep. Goodness. Stay with us. Final segment of hour number one coming up right here on Fan Run Radio. Welcome back. Final segment of hour number one of Overtime right here on Fan Run Radio. Guys, still got those gift cards. I know some of you all still have those gift cards. Go see drjoe.com. Dr. Joe Cairo over on South Peters Road. I know you need it because I'm going to need it myself after getting down in that hole that I had to get it in today. Adam Hickman, myself, shoveling mud, and now our backs hurt. So we're going to go see Dr. Joe. Tell him you heard about it right here on Fan Run Radio, we are watching the 2008 NBA Finals Game 6, Boston versus L.A. Doc Rivers getting a Gatorade bath with 30 seconds to go and red Gatorade all over the floor. So I wanted to get everyone's opinion tonight. And we're going to do two lists here. We're going to do the top five throwback jerseys of all time. And I'll go first. Number one, the Holy Grail has got to be the Dr. J New York Nets jersey. The stars down the side. That's got to be on my list. Dominique Wilkins, the old Hawks jersey. Pistol Pete, Atlanta. Michael Jordan, obviously. And then Larry Bird. Davis, what are your top five throwback jerseys that you would sport? Um, I got to go Vancouver Grizzlies, obviously. Um, I got to go Jazz, the throwback ones, Carl Malone. Uh, John Stockton era. Oh, those were cold. I gotta go. What's another going? I literally had. Oh, I like the retro Pistons ones. The uh, the Bad Boys like era. Kind of, no. Yeah, the kind of like teal colored ones. Oh no, you're talking that's about the Grant Hill era. Yeah, yeah. I'm oh, sorry. You know what I mean? Um, that's three. I, I I'm not a big fan. I mean, I, I get the Dr. J one, but I, I just I don't think that's very fun. I don't like it. Um, the, I've got a Penny Hardaway. It's like nineteen, I think ninety five All Star Game one. That's that's that one's clean. Um, the ninety six All Star jerseys were really good when they went out to Phoenix. Yes, they were. Yes, those are really. Yeah, great. those are, yeah, those are the ones. Um, that I have that one, and I think my final one I have to go with is man. I really like the Supersonic ones. Classic. Katie. Yeah, those are those are fire. I got I got six because Davis took about two. He took three of mine. He took the Vancouver Grizzlies, <laughs> the Jazz throwback with the mountains across them, the Pistons, the teal ones with Grant Hill. 
I have the I have a Vince Carter one that has the actual Raptor on it holding the ball. Uh, awesome. The like the Ray Allen uh, Bucks one actually has the actual buck, buck. on it. Yep. Yeah. And then the Houston Rockets one would actually has an actual rocket on it. T Mac, T Mac. Yeah. yeah. Like those like any chosen that has like some type of The actual logo. Yeah, the actual logo on it is that like very nice to me. And then I'll also give a shout out to I think Davis has uh is it the LeBron one that's like the the white and blue one? Yeah, that's not really I guess you could show that throwback. It's like uh it was throwback. Uh, I'll see if I can dig it up during one of the breaks. But, it's old, uh, old. It was throwback to the when they were the Minneapolis, yeah. Minneapolis Lakers, yeah. Yeah, that one. Yeah, nah, yeah. Bryson, I'll just say one that hasn't been mentioned. I love the the Buzz. Well, I'm a Hornets fan, so I'm biased. But the Buzz City jerseys are some of the best I've ever seen. Uh, some of the old Charlotte Hornets jerseys, like when they first came into the league. No, you mean when they were the like Bobcats? Glenn Rice no, and before the Bobcats. Uh, before the Bobcats. Oh, uh, you about when Glenn, the original yeah, Charlotte Hornets. Morning, Larry Johnson, yeah. Glenn Rice, Del Bogey, Curry. Bogues yeah, Bogue, yeah. Now, the Bobcats jerseys were some of the worst of all time. Yeah, that's what I thought you meant. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I thought you meant. Yeah, Bobcats were terrible. Just a... Did you like the Kimba you, Arrow. Did you ever like the uh, the Chris Paul New Orleans Hornets jerseys? No. The gold, no. like no, the gold yeah. with the teal. No, that was like just a bad era for jerseys because they yeah. finally, or they didn't finally, they unfortunately got away from like the cool looking jerseys, and they all had the shorts that came down below their knees. I always hated that. And something that never got mentioned, you know, the Heat have had some really good like city edition jerseys over the past few years. They probably had probably my favorite. Yeah, I didn't know if that was considered a throwback, so I didn't include that. It's not really a throwback, but if you if you want to look up the look up the the Pistons, but look up the red version of that jersey. That's probably one of the cleanest jerseys. Oh, that one. That is one is really one of the nice. cleanest ones I've ever seen. Okay, so we're gonna pivot now, and we're probably gonna have to carry this debate into the next hour. Your top five NBA players of all time, and this is gonna be hard because. We have so many eras that we can choose from. And you have to take the best from that era and then figure out who is actually the greatest of all time. It's like Bob Cousy was a great player. But are you going to put... Included, buddy. He's not, yeah, he's well, not. Well, I'm just saying. You put him up against Luka Doncic. Who's going to win one-on-one every time? Well, you, you, Luka. Can't, you can't really do the one-on-one era. I mean, you can't do the one-on-one argument. I mean, you can do it with those players, but like... If you do, like, Isaiah Thomas against AI, I mean, I'm still taking AI, but people in, in that generation would say Isaiah Thomas could win Wait. that. Well, and the thing that I'm trying to get at here is, like, you get a team built of guys like that. You take five Bob Cousies and five Lucas, the five Lucas are going to win every time. And I don't think anybody would disagree with that. Uh-huh. And, I mean... Yeah, I mean, if, if you drop Luka Doncic in Bob Cousy's era, he's... He's the greatest player of all time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's averaging 100 points, 50 assists, probably 25 rebounds a game. I mean, and you can make that argument for people like Wilt Chamberlain because he was so big. He was the only player in the NBA that was like that at the time, and that's why he had what was the – it's the most 50-point games in the season. I think he had like 45 Yeah, 50-point games. It was, he almost like averaged like 50 – he averaged 50 points in a season. Yeah. Yeah, so – and that's unheard of. Yeah. You're never going to see that again because he was so dominant because he was the only player like that at the time. But my top five of all time, Michael Jordan. Number two, 
Kobe Bryant. Number three, probably going to go Magic Johnson. Number four, Larry Bird. Y'all laughing. Y'all laughing. No, I, I just don't hear Davis's. Davis's. Uh, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm just, put him at two. I'm just waiting for Davis's yeah. bubble. That's all I'm waiting for. <laughs> Number five. It's going to be a tough one. Um, Probably Kareem. And then throw Shaq in as honorable mention. Go ahead, Davis. Go ahead. <laughs> LeBron James, number one. Michael Jordan, number two. Um, I guess I'm going to go with Kareem at three. That's tough. I want to put Shaq in my fat, top five because, I, in my opinion, he's the most dominant player of all time during uh, during that two-year spurt. Um, I would go Shaq and I got to throw Magic in there. That's five, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, here's mine. It's it's Michael, LeBron, um, Kareem. I have Larry at four. And then I have Magic at five. I got um, that one, Michael. That two, Kareem. At three, Kobe. At four, Larry Bird. And at five, Shaq. What's wrong with you people? <laughs> there's nothing but wrong only, with there's no There's no debate, man. It's LeBron and Who Michael has their own it. brand? Who has their own brand? You don't see James on a T-shirt. You see Jordan on a T-shirt, on shoes, on pants, on shorts, on wristbands. You see Jordan. You see the Jumpman logo. It you're all just, you're ties just back me to Jordan. Got a point, man. I'm saying I'm not debating that Michael Jordan is not great. Yes, he is one of the greatest players of all time, if not the greatest. But to have a argument, have any top five where LeBron and Michael are not your one and two is laughable. Who was it that tried to argue that Scottie Pippen was the greatest player of all time? Himself? Scotty carried Michael. Let's be real here. Oh. Uh, I want to see the reaction out of that. <laughs> Just that's like saying Mario Chalmers. Actually, nah, not Yeah, Mario bad, Chalmers but. actually <laughs> carried LeBron James. Your take of Mario Chalmers and Norris Cole carrying LeBron James. <laughs> oh, man. Udonis Haslam. I mean, I, I mean, I never saw Kareem play. Birdman. I mean, I didn't, the only real players that we all saw were probably, except for maybe Jake, we all saw Kobe, uh, LeBron. I mean, some people have to. Old Shaq. Old Shaq. Old Shaq. Yeah, people, I've got, see, and I've got to see old Shaq, and I've got to see the end of Michael Jordan's career. Some people have Tim Duncan in their top five, which, I mean. He's the greatest power forward of all time. He's the greatest power forward ever. Yeah, some people will have them in their top five. I have I have Larry above Magic. Magic won because, I mean. He won more than Larry, but I would say Larry Bird overall was a better player than Magic. But Magic's the greatest point guard of all time. And I, I mean, when you put Larry, at, you put Larry right behind uh, LeBron. You could argue. I don't even know between K. I, I think KD is a better player than Larry Bird, talent wise and skill wise. Obviously, KD's yes. probably the most skilled player of all time for his size and what he can do with the ball. Um, but I mean, Larry Bird has more accomplishments than him, and I think, I mean, you can say all you want, KD has two rings, but those two rings are not looked at as the same as anyone else's two rings, for obvious reasons. Those two rings are looked, 
I would say like those zero. Two, they yeah. look like zero. Yeah, those rings to me. I would say <clears throat> Dirk Nowitzki's ring in 2011 means a million times more. More, than any, more. Of those two. Yeah, either. Well, that's like Giannis's one ring probably means more than any of KD's. Yeah. Because I mean, here's the argument that I guess we're all trying to make here is that people like Giannis, Dirk, Larry Bird, and let's not forget the Bulls were terrible before Michael Jordan got there. They stuck through with those teams. They built those teams. They carried them on their backs, and they won championships with what they had. They didn't jump ship to go chase a ring like a lot of these guys have. And that's why I made the argument during the summer. Do you want to be like Giannis? Do you want to earn what you got in life? Or do you want to be like Kevin Durant and just jump at every opportunity where you think that the people around you are going to make you better because you can't do it yourself and you're lazy and you don't want to put in the work, you don't want to compete, that's exactly what he is. And I used to like Kevin Durant. I still like KD. I just didn't like the move to the Warriors. I thought, yeah. yeah I, st- I mean, I still like KD now. I just, I just hated. I, I absolutely hate the Warriors for many, many, yeah, yes, many yes, reasons. Yes. They can burn in hell. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I hate the Warriors as much as Davis, and we we probably are the biggest Warrior haters ever. We just despise the Warriors. Moving screen merchant. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Draymond, Every single ring fake. Yeah, I mean, you you look at the injuries, just everything else. You can't that, make it up. You literally cannot make this. Up. Every single time they've gone to the finals, someone on the on the opposing team or whoever they're facing is injured. Look at this year. The Nuggets did not have Michael Porter Jr. or, or Jamal. Jamal Murray. Yep. You round two, the Grizzlies played one game in the entire series with a. Healthy. Actually, they played zero games where they had a healthy their starting five. Yep. Ja goes out game three. Dylan's out two. Bain has a literally playing with a broken back. Yep. Um, the Dallas Mavericks are down yep. and out. Basically, they're out like two. They're out. Who was it? Tim Hardaway and Finney Smith, I believe, both out. Um. And then you get to the finals. Celtics were never fully healthy either, so I mean, we could go on for days. But oh, we're, oh, we're going to continue this conversation in the next hour. That's going to do it for hour number one. Hour number two of overtime coming up right here on Fan Run Radio.